So, I got a couple of things to say about this specific episode. Uh, this story is kind of vague, considering that it's not going off of anything. This isn't a fanfic, nor an original story. This is actually a dream. Uh, I consider myself very lucky to even remember it at all. It's just one of those dreams where it's a stupid dream, but it's a good one. So your mind chisels it in with stone. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. But without further ado, let's see what you folks think of this. So, as far as remembering, I can't very much recall too much, but I was trapped in a barn of sorts. There was a secret passage I would occasionally use. It was filled with water about, like, knee-deep, and uh, it housed cows and pigs underneath me. I would occasionally snoop around down there and uh, screw around. I would then hang out with one of my besties, a white ninja. I was dressed in black, so it was sort of like a yin-yang thing. We were both trying to escape from the barn, and finally the white ninja had pieced together a computer from old scraps. We both sat down and received a message about someone trying to track us down and adopt us. Now, you know any good story. We had been together for so long, we didn't need the familiam. So we both started typing a response email when white stopped and asked me, hey, do you suppose there's ninjas trying to catch us? I looked over. Well, what do you mean? White sighed and looked back at me. Well, I'm just saying. It makes sense that if they're trying to adopt us, they'd obviously send somebody after us. Wouldn't it make sense if they'd send other ninjas after us? I looked over and sighed. Nah, I doubt it. White upped the brightness on the computer screen to maximum, and there was nothing in the now dark barn. I sighed. See? Nothing to worry about. But I was wrong, because we are, because moments later, we heard a bang and a shuffle of footsteps from the back. I literally felt my heart spike out of my chest, and White ran out in surprise, yelling at the top of his lungs. I bolted out the door and up around the house as a light rain began to fall. On the porch, there were various cats. Each one was rather dumb and thick, but um, no one looked the same as another. Odd detail, but, I mean, I was fine with it. I kept on running and hiding for a while around the farm. White was, unfortunately, long gone. But I had held my ground, helping the farm residents and the family who lived there to safety. I ran once more, down and back through the woods, the ninjas hot on my tail, when I climbed up through a tree in the woods, and then turned to see them bounding, bounding up after me. My breath was shallow and ragged, as if I'd just been punched. I'd been running for too long. I looked all around at my surroundings. I couldn't figure out where anything was. I thought that I had seen white somewhere else, but it was too early to tell. And so finally, I decided to take a great leap of faith, and I jumped, not knowing if I would reach freedom or not. But surprisingly, when I opened my eyes, I was not dead. I was not in a bloody splatter in the grass. I was on the road, driving in a wheelchair like a beast, and escaping from a driving woman who was yelling at me. Apparently, the woman was one of the agents who was trying to stop me and, and get me back to the adoption area. Again, this, this is a dream of freedom. So I kept on zooming, 
pushing the wheels faster and faster and faster. And somehow, man, I was straight booking it. I was moving. And again, the woman kept on yelling at me. She was even shooting tranquilizer darts at me. But I stopped for no one. I kept going down the road, dodging and weaving through cars and buildings, everything slowly becoming a blur of tall buildings, windows, a couple of pigeons here and there, and finally into a giant building. And inside, I started driving around looking for an exit. The walls were a dimmed gray and white gradient with neon lights depicting the different stores and shopping areas. Basically, pictured sort of like a maze, but each corner of the maze is labeled with a different colored neon light on the top of the wall. So basically, let's say you had video games or anything that was very technology-based. Well, for that, you would have a neon green light hanging above. And these weren't, like, the neon signs were green, but there was, like, there were neon green lights lining the corners of the walls. Up, down, left, right, everywhere. And finally, I stopped. It looked like some kind of futuristic shopping mall, or even an Ikea. I grew to love these hallways so, as they were colorful and showed signs of life everywhere. I allowed myself a small break to see what was going on before continuing. People were walking through the hallways, roaming, chatting, eating, shopping. I drove past so, so many halls, making all the turns I could. Let me, let me stop myself before I go any further. When I say I made all the turns, I do not mean I made as many turns as I could. I mean I made all the turns. If there was a turn in the store... You better believe I turned it. But finally, after what seemed like absolute ages, I crashed through a door into a restroom. I didn't care if it was boys or girls at that point. The walls were tiled green with white, fill- with white lining in between. So was the floor and the ceiling. The stalls were on one side of the wall with a small closet next to it. And the sinks were on the other side. I considered my options for a brief moment. I knew it was no good trying to hide in a stall. As any logical explanation will tell you when you're being chased, the less room there is to operate, the quicker you would be caught. So I considered my options for a little more, and I continued, through yet another door. And in this room, I heard freedom from the outside. It was a dark hallway, and there were a couple of wires and and a mop here and there. This has to be the custodian's closet, I told myself. And then I crashed through another door into what I was, into what I thought, sorry, in my opinion, the grandest of all of the rooms. It reminded me a lot of a company that my dad works for uh, called Grant Street Group. And let me tell you, this room was fancy. Gold and black detailing in the polished black walls and a staircase leading up to a balcony with stores and places on the second floor. The stairs were, of course, made of polished white marble. I looked all around considering my options. Somehow it had grown nighttime, and the city was twinkling outside with the stars bright in the sky. 
There was also a hallway leading back to the main shopping area underneath the balcony. But I decided against that as I had a better chance of being caught if I continued through the store. So, I instinctively turned left and passed two guys who were chatting and playing video games. And when one of them leaned back and said, Hey, hey, nice ride, to give me a high five, I obeyed one of the most important rules in life. You never leave a brother hanging. So, after high-fiving, and then adjusting my mask, I continued toward a small door with a guard outside. The hallway got a little narrow, and I could hear banging coming from the bathroom. They were looking for me, and I couldn't waste any more time. I burst out the door into the starry night sky, ditching my wheelchair in a closet nearby. The guard looked down, and then smiled. Well, aren't you a cute little fella? Are you looking for your mommy and daddy? I nodded. Yes, sir, I am. I need that bus ticket to get home. They agreed to meet me. The guard's eyes widened. Didn't think you knew any words there for a second. Well, more you know. Here, have this. And tell your parents to not leave you around the mall at night, okay? I was given a bus ticket, and conveniently, it was for a bus that was about to take off across the road. I thanked the god, guard and shot like an arrow from its drawstring across the road. I saw even more of modern society as we know it. I swung off of a lamppost, bounced off the front hood of a taxi, and I finally swung aboard the bus, handed the driver my ticket, and then pointed randomly to notify him of where my parents were. I then sat down in a seat facing the building. And wouldn't you know it, this was probably one of the most timed dreams. Because as the bus pulled away, who do you think I saw? That's right, the lady who was trying to catch me. She held up some kind of remote-looking thing while she was talking to the confused guard. And then, I felt a crack in my mouth. One of my teeth came out. I held it for a second, and then saw sparking machinery from the inside. It was a tracking device, I muttered. I rolled down my window and chucked it, surprisingly, across the road and back into the store door behind the lady. I couldn't have made that shot a hundred times over if I did. That was... Basically, a 30 to 40 foot throw. I sat back, my tracker long gone. And I took off my mask, revealing my seven-year-old fro and minor freckles. I'm pretty sure quite a few kids had those growing up. I sighed, and then looked out the window as the bus rolled away down the road. <sighs> I hope White's okay, was all I could think of. And then... Right as my annoying little brother kicked me in the leg, or in this case, as the bus jolted me out, I got the achievement labeled Master Escape Artist. And that, my friends, was my dream. So, yeah. That's my dream in a nutshell. Uh, I'm not sure what it's based around. It's probably based off of a lot of, like, escape, modern society sort of things that I've seen. Um... It's probably also my isolation taking me back down memory lane when I used to live in Pittsburgh, and, surprisingly, when I was seven. And hey, I'll keep trying out uh, new and crazier dreams for all of you. Again, I still have yet to get my own personal PC, right. but until then, uh, I cannot check to see your comments or questions. So again, please do not hesitate to reach out to me at osparksandhay.com, and I hope that all of you have a wonderful day.